to Lynn Cullen Live. Talk radio without the stuff. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hello there. How you doing? It's the 17th of January. I know that because tomorrow's my birthday. Yeah. And I ain't coming to work. Okay? Ha <laughs> ha. Because I can not come if I choose. Um, so uh, those of you who are listening and aren't out uh, hoarding toilet paper, milk, and whatever it is that everybody goes and hoards when talk of impending snowstorms arrives, um, I uh, I don't know. I got fits and starts here today, which is why I sound like it's I'm fitting and starting. I just came upon this, and so let me just start with this. Can you imagine how, you know, they say lightning doesn't strike in the same place twice, which of course is not true. But can you imagine how unlucky you have to be? And we've heard more than one instance of a person surviving a mass shooting and then being in another mass shooting, maybe surviving, maybe not, but I don't know. Uh, <laughs> how unlucky do you have to be to be in in those kinds of, you know, huge, huge newsworthy events? And I just see this uh, headline in in the paper today that a guy who survived 9-11 he was working in the World Trade Center, um, was killed this week in that uh, attack on the hotel in uh, Kenya, also a uh, terrorist attack. Uh, I mean, he's halfway around the world, it's a whole other, and, he, and this time he wasn't lucky. Wow. Man. Um, also, what happened, I, I'm I'm sort of scanning the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, which I just had an opportunity to look at in its digital form, uh, sent to me by one of you. Uh, and it really is mind-blowing, the editorial cartoonist who they hired um, in lieu of Rob Rogers, who they fired, um, he is just an out-and-out, first of all, an idiot, but secondarily, just an extraordinary sexist. And almost every cartoon, uh, it seems, that I've seen in the last four or five days have been so sexist, it's extraordinary. I, so sort of mind-blowingly sexist. I mean, if if these cartoons were from 1954, you know, you wouldn't blink. But it's 2000 friggin' 19. And of course, the cartoon today is about that subject we brought up yesterday about toxic masculinity and the Gillette ad that is causing, uh, you know, swoons um, all, all over the far right. Um, and so he's got a guy from uh, Gillette uh, telling a shopper, we hope our commercial decrying your inherent tox... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but this guy, it's just, oh God, I don't know how you guys can stand giving the blocks and Keith Burris your business. I just, I don't know. And in fact, I note there's a letter uh, to the editor about the sexist cartoons that they've been running lately. I mean, it's just, oh man. And happily, I see that there also is a an op-ed which uh, they reprinted from, not sure who, um, fr from Reason uh, magazine, um, which is headlined, Why is Telling Boys Not to Hurt People Controversial? <laughs> which is essentially what the Gillette ad is. 
it shows boys bullying, boys behaving badly, men behaving badly, and they're just saying, hey, we can be better than this. We got to be better than this. And, um, it, and, and yet, here's the reaction from the right. The Gillette commercial is the product of mainstream radicalized feminism and emblematic of cultural Marxism. You know, that's exactly what I thought when I saw it. Yeah. Here's something else. The company is kowtowing to leftist social priorities in order to inoculate itself from the woke scolds of the left. Well, I don't think that would be a wise business decision, so I'm going to suspect that that's not what their intent uh, was. Their intent was to raise uh, awareness about um, our cultural definition of masculinity uh, being harmful, not only to girls and women, which I think we recognize, but to the men and boys themselves. As I said yesterday, and I'll, I'm going to harp on it because uh, we need a men's liberation movement now to liberate them from this stultifying, ridiculously constricted idea of what it is to be a man. <laughs> right? And it doesn't mean you have to be feminine. Jesus. You know, there's this whole area in between, you know, right and left. Politically, there's this whole area in between where most people are. And when it comes to gender, there's a whole area in between these, you know, the, the poles that is where most people always are. Anybody suggesting that those extremes are emblematic of what is to be of value is nuts. I'm not thinking straight today. Okay. I have not talked about this, but I got it. Those mysterious bursts of radiation from a galaxy far, far away. Have you been seeing that? Boy, does that put you in your place. You know, um, the fact that we're so involved with ourselves, we're so inconsequential. Just so, even, I mean, our planet is inconsequential. Our solar system is inconsequential. Our galaxy is inconsequential. Just a little, we don't have a clue when you get down to us. Good God. But the fact is, is that uh, astronomers are like, what the, they are baffled by these bursts of radio waves, uh, low-frequency radiation that they say emits more energy than the sun does in a day, they occur randomly and then disappear completely and immediately. Hmm. So... They figure that they've they've heard them from different directions, and um, they estimate that the one of them is from a dwarf galaxy three billion light years from Earth. The other is half that distance right around the corner, just 1.5 billion light years away from us. But they don't know what it is. I love that. You know what else I love? I love Pelosi's letter to, to Trump. <laughs> she is, she is um, one tough cookie. And, uh, scares me a little. It, it scares me because I, I, you know, nobody has figured out how to deal with him. And so she's doing something that, she, in some ways she's trolling him. She's poking at him. 
She's teasing him. She's trying to drive him crazy. And you could say, yes, but that's like, you know, you don't want to do that when there's a crazed animal cornered. Um, but maybe you do. I don't, I don't know. But her, her letter was, uh, was just a riot because she tied it. I don't know if you saw it in its entirety, but she just said, you know, and stop and think about it. She's not incorrect in that. Um, the State of the Union address, if you were a terrorist, that's the event. You can take out the entire American government. And in fact, that's, I'm sure, a million movies, books. There was that television show, what, Lone Survivor or something with Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland um, uh, that's based on that. Because when the president gives the State of the Union address, you've got the head of the executive branch, you've got the cabinet secretaries there, you've got the Supreme Court in attendance, you've got uh, major ambassadors, you've got uh, the Senate, and you've got the House. You've got all three branches of government in one place. And that place, by the way, is the House of Representatives. And that place is now controlled by Nancy Pelosi. And so in order for the president to come and give that address, he does have to be formally invited, formally invited by the Speaker of the House. <laughs> and it's not that she disinvited him, but she has said, you know, Given the shutdown and given the fact that the very agencies that are required to safeguard this event are suffering um, in terms of manpower and resources, I don't think this is smart and I don't think it's wise to have uh, the State of the Union proceed as, as usual. So um, let us think of some other way to do it. Maybe you could do it somewhere else, or you could write it down and send it to us in a letter. Uh, but I don't think this is going to work. Well, I, I just think that's, that's wonderful. Here's my guess. The State of the Union address will go on. I would think. Okay. So, um... This came out, I think, earlier this morning, the Wall Street Journal reporting it. <laughs> what a bunch of crooks. Michael Cohen um, has acknowledged that uh, at Trump's behest, he hired somebody uh, during the campaign to rig an online CNBC poll. And I I believe the poll was uh, uh, based on um, influential business leaders uh, listing who they felt was the best candidates or something like this. I don't know. Uh, and he paid a guy to, you know, fiddle, hack some way, try to uh, get Trump's numbers up. Um, in the poll, and uh, he gave the guy a bag of cash. It was in a Walmart bag, and this exchange took place at Trump Tower, and I guess it was like, wasn't a huge sum, it was 13000 or something, and the guy went away to try to rig this CNBC online poll. Wow. Uh, it didn't work. <laughs> Trump, Trump was uh, not on. Um, didn't didn't make it uh, on the poll, uh, and I believe that Trump then later uh, tweeted something about the poll being fixed, the poll being about. And here again, what I've said for years now, God, it's been years, that everything Trump says 
is really an admission of what he himself has done or is. So when he calls people a liar, he's foisting on them what he himself is. When he says the CNBC poll was rigged, it's because he tried unsuccessfully to rig it. There's just, there's no, uh, no end to it. I know, okay, Bob, Bob's been trying to get me to talk about the, uh, the fast food, uh, being served to, uh, Clemson players at the White House. You know, <coughs> here's the thing. I laughed when I saw it, um, and I also thought this is the kind of thing, though, that, is Trump distracting us. He knows that's like we're all just going to go berserk over that. Um, and I just didn't want to, again, I, I'm sort of trying desperately not to jump when Trump says jump or when CNB CNBC, MSNBC and CNN tell me to jump because they're forever jumping when Trump says jump. And I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to be part of this ridiculous and uh, destructive dance. So Bob says, I'm a little surprised you didn't bring up the president hosting the college football national champion Clemson Tigers at the White House with some salads is the first thing you thought of. I don't think salads was the big thing on that. Fish sandwiches, hamburgers, fries, pizza because of his shutdown. Look, <coughs> first of all, the, the adjective I would put in front of all of that is cold. It wasn't just he was giving them, you know, McDonald's and Burger King and Domino's, Jesus. But he was giving it to them cold. They were sitting there on that table with the crystal chandeliers over, over it for God knows how long. So it was cold, horrible, fast food. Um, and I can see where this guy who thinks that food is the greatest, and he does. It's what he eats. And when he doesn't eat that, he eats well-done steaks with ketchup on it. I mean, this is not a gourmand, okay? This guy probably thought, well, they're kids. And I, I really do think that that's what he thought. I'm going to give them exactly what, the, or, or perhaps he thought, crap, you know, the White House uh, kitchen staff is uh, not up to its, its usual manpower because, of, because I've shut the government down. Um, so, uh, we better just, yeah, send out for some fast food. Also, my understanding was, is he footed the bill. If he's footing the bill, it ain't like he's going to have some grand, uh, you know, he's a cheapskate. Doesn't like spending his own money. As for it, like, disrespecting the players, nah. I mean, the, if you're a Clemson player, you, uh, First of all, you win the national title, you get to go to the White House, and you get to be part of this absurd little distraction in a historical presidency. So it's, uh, it's funny. I mean, it, it'd be a funny story you'd tell forever, right? And actually becomes more memorable than if you were treated um, better. I don't know. Isn't somebody, there's some other winning team that's going there pretty soon. Who would that be? I wonder if it'll do the same with them. I doubt it. Uh, so who, I bet Trump, you know, ate all the leftovers himself. That's what he eats. I seriously saw some pieces written by Republicans saying that Trump got us again by doing that because he got us all to freak out about serving them this horrible fast food when the average American eats this. They bring this kind of food home to their children. 
and it shows how out of step these elitist liberals are. And it will further underscore to Trump's base and others that that's what, yeah, that's what they're fighting against. People who deride Ronald McDonald. Here's another thing I have not brought up. Our own cardinal world. Boy, did he turn out to be a scumbag. He always seemed so nice when he was here, didn't he? (laughs) So he has actually now said that he forgot he knew that the guy he was replacing, Cardinal McCarrick, he forgot he knew that Cardinal McCarrick had assaulted and abused numerous priests, young priests and others. He forgot he knew, and he knew it way back, something like 2008. How do you forget you knew that the cardinal was diddling little boys or priests? Excuse me, you don't forget that. So, world turns out now to be a really lousy liar as well. And he has now apologized to McCarrick's victims, saying in his apology, I forgot I knew, but I've now been reminded. Oh, yeah. And we haven't mentioned that there are cases that have been brought now against um, the Pittsburgh Diocese, a number of cases, and uh, also Bishop Zubik here. So where all this settles, God knows. If you're a, a believing Catholic, if you're somebody who goes to Mass every day and it is an important part of your, your life, your faith, my heart goes out to you. Uh, because to be let down like this by the leaders of your church is, is, is really, I can't imagine. I cannot imagine. Okay, let's go to a, a, another lousy liar, Rudy Giuliani. You know, it's hard to remember that he was once looked at as, you know, a really strong, coherent <laughs> leader. And he now seems like he seems like a court jester out of some Shakespearean f- not farce. Uh he he seems he seems insane, frankly. And he actually has now said, he said this last night on CNN, on, uh, what's his name, Chris Cuomo. I'm so, I can't watch Chris Cuomo. I got to just say this. He looks like he has too much testosterone. Do you know what I mean? He always looks like, He just looks like he's about to explode. He just looks like, he scares me. I cannot look at him. I think he seems very bright, but he terrifies me. And I don't think I'd like him. But in a conversation last night on his program with Rudy Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani actually said, he said, I never said there was no collusion between the Trump campaign and Russia. Whoa. Well, first of all, yes, he did. He did like a hundred million times. But that he would say that, and what all the commentators are now saying is, uh-oh, uh-oh, 
Giuliani is uh, signaling that they're going to have to move the goalpost <laughs> because Mueller's getting awful close. And so it looks like the move is to say, yes, there was collusion <laughs> between people in the Trump campaign, but not Donald J. Trump himself. So it appears that what they're going to do is throw everybody else under the bus, probably including his son, son-in-law, and try to save the Donald. Extraordinary. Really extraordinary. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so that's just enough. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay. I also want to say Chris Cuomo, yeah, looks like somebody's going to explode, but so does his brother, the, the governor of New York. And it's so strange because of the father, if you'll recall him. Did he pronounce it Mario? Cause I, I, it was always Mario until Mario Lemieux came to town. I, that has so confused me. And now I say it's sort of like Carnegie and Carnegie. You come to Pittsburgh and you find out you've been mispronouncing Carnegie all your life. And you don't say Carnegie Hall. You say Carnegie Hall, and that's what everybody in New York says, too. You come here and you find out incorrect, and you come to Pittsburgh and you find Mario is Mario. And now I'm always unsure when I somebody's named Mario or Mario what it is. But I, I think he was Mario Cuomo. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, and you would say, if it was Mario, would it be an angli anglicizing of the Italian name Mario? But why the hell would Mario Lemieux from Quebec uh, anglicize something? Maybe Mario is the Frenchified. And the guy who was doing the testimonial. Why I, all of a sudden, I can speak Spanish, I can... After, and he said, I can, what was it? I howled. He said, I can, because of Babel, my pronunciation of uh, Spanish has just, you know, is off the charts now, something to that effect. And I'm thinking, your pronunciation of Spanish is off, you know. I, I said, what about your pronunciation of English? Because it ain't pronunciation, okay? It bothered me. I just had to get it off my chest. That is not the proper way of uh, verbally uh, uttering those words, that word. It's pronunciation. I know a small thing, but to an elitist like me, these things can be important. We have a caller. Hello, caller. Hello. Hi, Lynn. Hey. Jeff, it's Jeff, and I just want to say happy birthday. Oh, well, thank you. I always you. remember your birthday. I always remember your birthday because you share a birthday with my mom, it, and that's very special. Don't you um, also remember something about my father? Whether There's something you remember. That's not you? Somebody re No, that, not me. Not you. Yeah, I'm, I never met your father. I only know him through your stories. Okay, so but do you I'm always really remember guy. something about Bob Dylan? <laughs> the Beatles? Well, I remember a lot of stuff about <laughs> Bob Dylan, but I don't think I ever brought it up with you. <laughs> All right, <laughs> you okay. Speaking of music, yeah. speaking of music, I was going to call you yesterday because you were singing that song, uh, I forget which one it was. How it lovely to be a woman. That one? How lovely Are you familiar with the song "I Enjoy Being a Girl"? Oh heck yeah! From South Pacific. It's it's from, I think it yeah I think it's from like a Broadway musical. It's South Pacific, and um. Yeah, okay. Oh no, wait, maybe it isn't. I enjoy Are being a girl. Are you familiar with a with a artist called Frank? P H R A N C. P H R. I think she reached her. She, P H R A N C. No. Frank. No. And I think she reached her, you know, the height of her notoriety somewhere in the mid 80s. And it, she's great. She does a verse. She's a Jewish lesbian folks 
Wait a minute, wait. She's a she Jewish. Of, wait. I enjoy being a, Jewish le lesbian folk singer. Is that what folk, you say? Exactly. Okay, because you cut out for a she, second. Yeah, she is fantastic, and uh, she does a version of "I Enjoy Being a Girl." Wait, so you know, I don't I think it is. Recommend okay. You oh, I'd love to hear it, and it's not from. Audience. It's not from South Pacific. I enjoy being a girl. I sit on the telephone for hours. I get that da 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 da. I with a pound and a half of cream upon my face. That's the song. That's yeah, the song. Exactly. She does but, a she does a wonderful version of it because it's so tongue in cheek. I bet. So look up Frank. Okay. Okay. You will love her music. She is very creative, very interesting, and very funny. Okay. And I think she has like podcasts or something like that, huh. too. But uh, well, thank you. And you know, I'm glad you brought up about this guy because I never see his cartoons until they've printed these last couple of letters to the editor. Because uh, I look at the paper post because in the morning online. Who the hell is? I don't know. Isn't it amazing? He, he's got no talent. He's completely clueless, I know. and the irony is it makes me want to beat the shit out of him. Yeah, I know. Toxic masculinity, toxic masculinity. Hey, mm -hmm. you know what? You know, uh, Amy just looked it up, and she says it's coming up that it's from Flower Drum Song, which is what I said about the song I was singing, which is how lovely to be a woman. Could it possibly be that Flower Drum Song has two of these unbelievable sexist things in it? Because it's also racist. Uh, Maybe I'm yeah, wrong. I believe that's possible. Well, uh, yeah, it is possible, but I'm probably remembering incorrectly, which is certainly something I do. Uh, okay, Milton has sent me something on Frank, so I, I thank you for turning me on. <laughs> what came up is very funny. It's a Weimar honor. Okay. Well, I okay. <laughs> All right. Pardon? It's a Weimar. Right. I don't happy know. Happy birthday. Oh, happy Love birthday you. to you, too. Talk to you later. Oh, shit. Bye. Bye. That wasn't aimed at you. God damn it. Are you kidding me? So the one I was singing yesterday is Bye Bye Birdie. I'm so full. Don't believe a thing I say. I am so full of misinformation. It's not conscious misinformation like so many other people with mics in front of their faces. But it is. Um, okay, so... I enjoy being a girl is the sexist song from Flower Drum Song. And the one I was singing is from Bye Bye Birdie. Well, I enjoy being a girl. Yeah, it's so, the, the cartoonist for the PG is stuck in this era. Thank you, Laura. I just, Laura just sent me all this stuff, too. Yeah, I'm a mixed-up person. That's all there is to it. Ha! <coughs> Mark, uh, Mark says, junk food on a silver platter. It sums up Trump. <laughs> it does. That's, it is. It's like a perfect metaphor. Junk food on a silver platter with chandeliers overhead. Yeah, yeah, you're all telling me the same thing, and I thank you. Um, yeah, which is you're telling me I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Um, what else do I have here for you? Oh, okay, so this is uh, more serious, a lot more serious. Uh, hours, hours after... It was known by the government that four Americans had been killed in a suicide bombing <coughs> attack in Syria. <coughs> Our vice president told a gathering of American diploma diplomats. Here, here's what he said. I will quote him. Thanks to the leadership of this commander-in-chief, we are now actually able to begin to hand off the fight against ISIS in Syria to our coalition partners. And we are bringing our troops home, 
The caliphate has crumbled and ISIS has been defeated. This is our vice president parroting what the president said earlier. ISIS has been defeated. We're going home. ISIS just blew 19 people apart in Syria, four of them Americans. The highest death toll of Americans in Syria. Prior to this attack, only two Americans had lost their lives in fighting in Syria. ISIS has been defeated. Well, then who the hell was that? who killed those 19 people yesterday, including four Americans. And even after the government had sent out a tweet or a statement saying, we, you know, thoughts and prayers to the families and this and that, the vice president goes in front of a bunch of diplomats and repeats that ISIS has been defeated. It's... It's, it's mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling. And you even have <coughs> Senator Graham, as strange a person as ever existed, uh, Graham saying that he thinks that Trump saying, I'm, we're, we beat him, we're pulling our troops out, that he was essentially asking for the terrorists to reassert themselves. You tell them they're, they've been defeated? Well, what are they going to do? Yeah, you think we're defeated? Watch this. And that's exactly what happened. God almighty, what a bunch of idiots. Um, we got a caller. Hello? Hey, Lynn, it's uh, Ray from Larksville. How are you today? Happy uh, birthday. Uh, thank you, Ray. Thank you. <laughs> Listen, one thing before we get in, before I get into it, is, yeah, as a Catholic, you're right, it is, it's heartbreaking. And liter literally heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, I've, I, you know, um, these men. But as a segue, uh, I was going to call yesterday, but I was too stiffing mad yesterday about this toxic masculinity <laughs> and new guys. <laughs> Yeah, this is so, yeah, this is something uh, the re -education that yeah. and reconfiguration of maleness. Yeah. Uh, what do you want us to be? I want you to be more than what you've been told you can be. We're not told. Yes, you yeah, are. We're not taught. We are not taught. You're not. Oh, to be competitive, to be aggressive, or to be violent. You, you leave boys alone in kindergarten. And they are aggressive, they are violent, and they are competitive. So it's all... taught is how to socialize that. Okay, so it's all biological, you think? Most of it is. They, they've done studies where they measured the amount of prenatal testosterone in, in, in male fetuses. And the higher the prenatal testosterone, the more likely they would score the average male interest guy, like uh, being more interested in things and people. You know, mm -hmm. um, given mm -hmm. given uh, people or objects, these boys tend to pick up and play with things rather than interact with other people. Uh, so it, it's the it's the opposite of teaching. It's it's the guiding and 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 um, channeling those things. We are different. I've raised boys and I'm like, girl, they were different and not because of me. Okay, but oh, I hear what you're saying, and it could be that the American Psychological Association d sort of left out this biological imperative, <laughs> which is a big thing to leave out. But I, well, and they are, it and is they are, to be honest with you, they are the academics, the byproduct of the postmodern movement, where they uh, the blank slate concept that. A male fetus and a female fetus, if left alone, would develop equally. And it's a it's a philosophical belief, you know. Yeah. And these woke bearded bros that you know 
I'll tell you what. The lights work, water comes out of the spigot, and the roads stay up thanks to the men walking those beams and inventing those things because they had a different interest because of their biology. They were interested in things. They want to know why that worked. How can I fix this? So a little gratitude with all this judgment would be, would be helpful. I, okay. I think it must be very hard right now to, uh, yeah, listen to all of this uh, criticism. But you also have to be deaf, dumb, and blind not to see that masculinity as it seems to play out and is defined uh, by an awful lot of people in this country is, uh, is, is violent and harmful. No? I mean, there are statistics. I mean, it's men who kill everybody. 90% of homicides are done by men. Absolutely. And you think that's all testosterone or lack of control? Why can't men be taught to control themselves? We are, I am a good man, but I could not, I could be a bad one, all right? Well, so you're saying it's all true. Any guy I've ever met could be a torquemada, all right, given the right ideology. I have never met a woman who could do that. Oh, come on. You don't think women can be vicious? You don't think women can be a... they, They would be willing, they would be willing, but they couldn't couldn't do it, couldn't be a Hitler or a Stalin. I don't know. I don't think you're, I don't think that's right. Well, aside, aside from the Queens of England, all right. (laughs) You know, think of, think in the animal kingdom of you don't cross the she-bear, you don't cross, a mother will kill in a second. Okay, but watch, watch the lion. There's a particular YouTube where the, the hyenas, the female hyenas are fighting with the female lions, and the lions call the male, and the male gets up from his slumber. Yeah, right. Yawns, runs down, and kills the, the, the boss, and, and everything's solved. There's a, there's a million years of biological uh, imperative for men to be the most aggressive, the most uh, competitive, uh, because that's what kept them alive. Okay, but it doesn't and work anymore. Much. All I want to say, Ray, well, in, in this day well, and age, well, it ask, doesn't... Ask yourself, ask, ask yourself, Lynn, what would go away? Let's say we could go in there and alter all the prenatal testosterone levels, and we could chemically drop them so that they were down low enough that, the, that they would score the least masculine when they were tested. What would, <laughs> what would things look like? Do we know? See, look. What would we be losing? Do we know? No, we don't. But here's what I do know. I am not toxic. I am not toxic, and I resent it. And if we said such things about any other group, blacks, whites, Asians, trans, gay, that would be outrage. But we could certainly call what I am toxic. And get, and no, no, no. But that's not oh, what yeah. we're saying. We're not saying you. You're, ta- you're individualizing it. We are saying in general masculinity as it plays out is... Okay. In, gen- in general, I, what if I said in general, the way gayness plays out, blah, 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 blah. You would never would stand for that. Well, this is what... Ha- but, Ray, Ray, this is what happens. You guys, men, have made all the rules. You have controlled everything from day one, and you're finally starting to feel what it is to be defined by somebody else to be, uh, yeah, targeted, all that stuff. And you can't expect those of us who've been, uh, you know, marginalized, to use a word that probably drives you crazy, uh, to, to waste a lot of sympathy on you. You've had the okay. whole ball of wax I, forever. I, I, I disagree with the fundamentals of that, but I'll leave that aside. Here's what I'm saying. Okay, I am not. Of evil person. I know you're not. not. By some magical. I am not an evil person, a violent, competitive, aggressive guy, uh, because something magic in my nature prevented that. I was socialized, all right? I was socialized correctly. 
that's the process. Right. Because you, that way you can keep the things that we gain from the masculinity. Right. But we suppress and rechannel the natural right. inclinations that we have. Well, now, and I'll, I, now I'll, you, you, wait, wait, wait. Now you, instead of socializing, you sim- if you turn it as, and say, okay, well, we're just going to stomp it out. Do you think we're going to lose? No, but I think. If you turn us into your enemy, do you think we'll lose? <laughs> you know who I think's feeling like they're losing now is men, especially white ones, right? And and that, and 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 I tell you. And they're you're making it's re- making them more aggressive. Regret, regret turning them into a money. Right. Because if you say, okay, we're going to target all men and all men link arms, you're not going to beat that. All right. Okay. Persuade. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. Okay. I, I hear you. I hear you, and I know you're passionate on this issue. And thank you. Thank you. And and think of the people you admire most in your life, and then think about the men that you admire the most. Yeah. And just think about the qualities they had. Right. And and what do we risk by taking some qualities away? What other qualities evaporate as well? All right. Yeah, I mean, one of the people that I that I think shaped me and gave me my best parts of me was my father, without a doubt. Right. Yeah. And 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 he had all of that in him, but he channeled it correctly. He was yes, he did correctly. Totally. He picked up burdens. Yeah. And and he picked up good burdens and he carried them. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. He saw his job as this. We need to yeah. give these men yeah. decent burdens to carry. Okay. I hear you. All right. <laughs> Bye. All right. Goodbye. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. Um, we have another caller. Still there? Hello? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And the person who so surprised me and taught me everything that, that is good about me was my mother. There you go. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, um, well, I don't know that yeah. it says anything. Yeah. Right, right. You, yeah, you said your, you, yeah, you said your father, and for me it was my mother. Uh-huh. Um, he wasn't. He was passionate about it. It sounded angry and upset. But the point that he was missing was that the Gillette commercial and what's going on is socializing. You know, trying to right socialize men. Trying to men say, hey, look. To... That's right. <laughs> that's right. That, that, that is that, what that, they're trying to do. There's a better way to be a man. Right. There's a better way. They're, they're, they're trying to re-socialize <laughs> men. They're not just trying to stomp out manhood. Yeah, but I, I, I but he, but that. he's right. In, to... Yeah, it's right though that men are feeling attacked now, um, yeah. without a doubt, and uh, <laughs> because they are being attacked. And frankly, those of us who have been on the losing end throughout human history, um, as I said, w- <laughs> I ain't gonna waste a lot of pity on them. As a man. I don't feel like they're being attacked. You know, that, that I'm being attacked, rather. Right, okay. It's other men. Yes, you know, it's, it's right. Almost, it's, it's, it's the same as, you know, I don't feel responsible when I see a black guy doing the perp walk. That's not me. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't, I'm not responsible for everything somebody with my skin color does. It's not me. I don't feel like I'm being attacked or this, that, the other thing. You know, it's... Not, you know, I, I just said it. I don't feel, I don't feel like I'm being attacked. Mainly because I'm already there. The the, the guy they're trying to create, and it's probably the same, the, the guy that was just talking before me. Or the guy, they're trying to get more guys to be like us, is what they're doing. <laughs> to try to socialize right. them. To right. be, you know, uh, you right. won't catch me whistling at a woman. You know, and, uh, I w- you won't catch me bullying. You won't catch me doing all that stuff. Nor, nor yeah. would, nor would the caller. That's huh? right. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. So he was agreeing in an angry manner. <laughs> That's what I heard. That's like I was about to call and say, I, I was, I was about to call and say, you know, we're talking about our reptile brains, but we have our prefrontal cortex to control them. That's what makes us human. Right. You know, you can't compare us to the lions and the, and the tigers and the bears. Oh, my. You can't do that because <laughs> they don't have that prefrontal cortex. <laughs> that's, the, that's there to, to make us reasonable. We can think our way out of our natural impulses. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Right. 
Yeah. I guess I'm done now. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, well said. Well said, Clarence. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. Bye. Right, bye. Bye. He managed to do that without a lousy pun, too, which is really nice. <clears throat> Milton has said this. <clears throat> Funny that when white guys are told that their masculinity is toxic, they refer to nature to justify themselves. But the same white dudes look high... What? The same white dudes look at high numbers of black unwed mothers and attribute it to some moral failing on the part of black men as opposed to the biological imperative that a male spread his genetic material to as many females as possible. These fools want it both ways. Okay. Um, I mean, at the point Ray made about socialization, though, is 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 that's the biggie, and and then the point Clarence made about the Gillette ad being that a, an effort to do just that. If you look at the ad, <coughs> and I don't know how many of you have seen it, it's just saying boys will be boys is not the kind of excuse that 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 works. We can be better. We, you know. Just because you're wired to be more aggressive and uh, more confrontational and um, whatever, <laughs> more destructive, you have that prefrontal cortex, right? And you've got to control yourself. You know, when you think about when we start talking about rape and all of that, and it's always been put on women to prevent rape by how we comport ourselves, by how we uh, dress, by what we do. And asking the potential victim of the male aggression to be responsible seems to have things upside down and inside out. We have to teach boys to control themselves. That... <coughs> You know, you can't always get what you want. Girls were always told to control themselves. God knows. But to ask girls to also control the boys is too much. Susan, thank you. Um, Susan is saying, please remember uh, to plug the Woman's March, uh, which is Saturday. 11 a.m., doesn't matter what's happening with the weather, be there or be square, City County Building, Grant Street, 11 a.m., or get on a bus and go to D.C., the Women's March, uh, 11 a.m., City County Building. Thank you for that reminder. Um... We have another call. Here we go. Hello, caller. Hello. Caller. Hello. Yeah, this is Kurt. Oh. Oh, yeah, Kurt. Yeah, it took a while, but yeah, oh, there, there you go. are. Okay. Okay, yeah, it was, uh, it, I said it three times, and then there was finally a beep. Um, I think this argument's been going on for a while. I mean, back in the 70s. Yeah men would say, well, what the heck, I can't even open a door for a woman anymore? <laughs> uh, as women rights advanced and men got lost in what their role was. Right. This toxic masculinity term is meant to describe certain characteristics of uh, traditional masculinity that can be problematic. We used to say, be a gentleman. Right. We used to stress honor. Uh, right. That's really, I think, all these uh, things are going for. It's perfectly okay to be courteous to a woman, but it's wrong to diminish her as a human being. And it, it's, you know, you don't shoot other people in the back. It's fine to be assertive, but uh, you might want to watch being aggressive. It's fine to take care of your wife and family, but uh, you don't 
take it to the extremes where you feel like you must control her. Yeah. Uh, my ex did uh, anti-battering work with an organization that used to be in Pittsburgh called Second Step, and one of the terms he used was hyper-masculinity. So there. We're all victims of hyper-masculinity. There it is. Because after all, man was supposed to be king of his castle. He was supposed to control his wife, and he was supposed to protect her. Yeah, but they didn't have the limit of you never hit a woman, which is a traditional, classic value of masculinity. Uh, toxic masculinity is just too much emphasis on the wrong elements that we always knew were wrong, and we always had mores to say were wrong. Well, you could argue, too, I'm think, and I, I think you've said, said it all very well. You can also look at the role that religion um, has played in this, of... Um, of uh, making men the you know the be all and end all and letting uh, telling them that their job is in fact to control women and if you look right. at how that plays out when people really um, go the whole I mean you, you, well you see you see it in Islam you see it in Christianity and you see it in Judaism um, all of those religions those th three big religions um, is you know, the male becomes this uh, controller. Yeah. It's not right. But you're taught that. I mean, this, how yeah. do you, I, it, the people, th billions of people are taught that's the way it should be. Right, yep. God help us. Yeah, it. but there's still, I mean, there's still usually a moderating force. Of, I mean, I don't think it was, well, I don't know, maybe in truly biblical or, or uh, whatever term would apply to, to non-Christian history, maybe it was acceptable for men to actually commit violence against the women in their lives, but not lately. That's, well, that's not true. I was talking just the other day about the honor killings that you see in um, all over the Middle East and India, uh, right? Yep. Yep, yep. So, yeah, women die, uh, you know, disproportionately uh, at the hand of men who are family members. That's the control thing going on. Oh, I don't know. What are we going to do with you guys? <laughs> well, make us all gay. We'll be fine. There, there you go. There you go. <laughs> hey, Kurt, thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Right, uh, and Mike writes uh, this. Sure, men accomplished a lot in history. But what would women have been able to accomplish if they were not subjugated? And thank you for that. That is a question we can never answer, although we're beginning to get a glimpse of the fact that women can do everything that men can do. Uh, the only place that men uh, clearly have uh, superiority is in brute strength. And not all men. <laughs> There's plenty of women who can beat the crap out of uh, most men. But brute strength. And see, brute strength used to be a very important thing. It is not anymore. In fact, it's the opposite. Isn't it? It's not necessary, and it causes a lot of trouble. Um... So as brute strength, physical strength, is devalued, because we got machines that do what men did, um, I guess men, you know, probably, it's going to be very hard for the men of the world to live in a technological age, because they, you do lose standing when brute strength is not required. Oh, listen, this is such a huge topic. How do we get into this? Um, whatever. So I think that's about it, guys. Anyway, we'll agree to disagree. And uh, I don't know. I like men. <laughs> I have a history of liking a lot of men and having a lot of male friends. Um, but I do think 
there is a form of toxic masculinity that uh, God needs to be tamed or socialized properly. <sighs> okay. Thank you all so much. I will see you back here on Monday. And uh, have a good... Whoa! We got like gremlins. I don't know what it is. Have a good weekend. I know. It starts early for me. Have a good weekend. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.